irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to the Power of Love Show only on LA Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power of Love, sponsored by the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation, where we shine a light on loss and grief and how it impacts our lives. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. We believe that through the power of love, that nothing is impossible with love on your side. I am TJ Jackson, and with me, I have one brother here today, Taj Jackson. How are you, Taj? Good. I'm doing well. Thanks. Um, We are live on the Power of Love show. If you're listening to us right now, thank you for joining us. Um, We will, from the get, again, that's that's a proper phrase, right? No. Taj doesn't really seem to be paying attention, but (laughs) from the get, we will be opening up the phone line so you can ask us, uh, call in, ask, comment on anything you want to. The phone number to do so is 323-203-0815. Again, it's 323-203-0815. Or if you're shy or your voice is out or what's another reason, Taj? They're shy or their voice is out. Yeah. Besides that, why they wouldn't call in. Um, they're uh, mute. Okay. Well, well, I guess, or if you're mute, um, or how about this? If you're at work <laughs> and you can't make yeah. a phone call, um, you can always tweet us at DDJ foundation. Not sure we should be promoting, uh, not doing your work when you're working, but it's a reality in today's time, right? Yeah. Or doing both. We're doing both. Okay, so you could tweet us again. The Twitter handle is at the letters DDJ, the word foundation. We are not licensed therapists. We're just ordinary people who've experienced loss in our lives. We've been impacted by it, and we've learned from it. And we want to share our opinions in an attempt to help you overcome whatever it is you're going through, saying that if you need professional help, we urge you to seek it and to find it. Do not, do not just rely on us. Okay, so that was... The introduction, um, obviously, I guess I can speak a bit about this as there was a, a post from our brother Terrell, which is why he is not here. Um, but he is um, is hard to explain and hard to to talk about. But he is dealing with a, a family issue where um, our oldest nephew Bryce, we love you, Bryce. Um, has been diagnosed with diabetes, and um, Terrell and Bree are there with him, being the most supportive and loving parents possible. And um, so we are here today without Terrell, but we wanted to t- tell Terrell, Bree, Bryce, and Adrian that we love you, um, and we are here for you, and we will always be here to support you and um, to stay strong. Uh, Taj, okay. was there anything else you want to add? No, it's just, um, you know, I know what what a toll it's taken already, and it's something that came all of a sudden in terms of the diagnosis, so it's something that he's dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I know there's been a lot of messages and stuff, so they're greatly appreciated. I can say that on his behalf. Yeah, well said. I, I actually, <clears throat> I haven't went on Instagram in over 24 hours. I, I don't want to oh, say wow. it that way because it seems like it's it was a purpose thing. Yeah. I just haven't had the time to go on. Wow, but I cool. found out about it because I obviously knew 
um, yesterday or the day before when Terrell informed us, but uh, when when friends were texting me regarding his post, that's when I realized that he obviously shared the news with the world. Um, so I haven't been able to see those supportive messages, but um, Terrell deserves that, as does Bree, as does Bryce, as does Adrian. So for everyone who's listening, who's contributed to that support, thank you so much, because it does make a difference. Um, whether it's us, whether it's someone who's listening, whether it's anyone, um, support is such a strong thing. Mm-hmm. And and in your loneliest and darkest time, uh, support from from really anyone. And I think that's important to talk about because a lot of people, I think, will assume, well, I didn't know him or he doesn't know me. So you may assume your supportive message or words won't carry as much weight. But I have to say, when I go through dark times, um, support from anyone is still great. Support is support. So um, even though you may not know so much about Terrell or know, you know, be a quote-unquote fan or follower, just the support is felt and appreciated. So, and I think that's important to know in life, you know, and, and if, I think if you can reverse the situation, if you went through something and someone even if someone that you don't know so well stopped by or stopped and, and just told you that, you know, or gave you some, some encouraging words or just told you, gave you a hug. It's impactful. makes a difference. And, um, would you, would you agree with that Taj? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just think it's important. So thank you for everyone on behalf of my bro and his family. Thank well, you I, for that support. I do think that, you know, you do feel the love, whether you know the person or not, you know, yeah. there's, there's a lot of, and I think that the overwhelming support, I'm actually reading some of them actually as we speak on Instagram because yeah. I don't go on Instagram at all. But um, you really don't? No. Like, very, like, maybe, probably once a week, if that. Um, okay, I'll let you finish your thought though because I have a question about that. I was, wa- I was just reading both posts from Bree and from Terrell. Okay. Um, and it's just like this amount of support that they're getting from, you know, from friends and or Buckley people that normally wouldn't, you know, uh, comment. They might like the thing, but they might not comment. There, it's been very overwhelming, and there's been also people that have actually already reached out to me in terms of um, that they've gone through it or that whatever. So it's already, um, or they they know someone that's a specialist or whatever. So people are being very active in that in that case. And and it and it's huge, and really it's it's it makes a big difference. So thank you. Well, I, I think especially because um, from the post that I'm reading, this is something completely new to them. Yeah. So they're learning on, like they're they're getting a crash course education yeah. on it. Because yeah. we don't, do you know anyone? I mean, we know, but we weren't, it's not been like common. No, in, you know, it, in, it's not. It's not common. I, I in actually, our family, yeah. I knew about, um, I don't really, I mean, I've known about it growing up. Barely, you know, the very basics, um, insulin shots, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, you know, a year or two ago when I was reading a fasting book, it talked about how um, fasting could be a a strong remedy for, I think, I believe it's type 2 diabetes. Mm, Type 2. Type 2. And that's usually um, a dietary kind of change thing. So I knew about that. Um, Again, though, because I had no experience with it because I didn't really have any body i knew that experienced diabetes i i didn't really it's interesting if you don't know anyone that's going through it or someone you're 
the the information you you process may not stick as much. So that's why that those that phrase I believe it was type two diabetes. But now in this case, if I were to read that, I'm sure I would be able to know. Yeah. Um, because I have you know it's close to home now for me. Um, but and Bryce isn't type two. He's type he's one. type one, yeah. which is a more challenging road. Mm-hmm. Um, but with with I said, do I know anyone else? It's interesting because a month ago, um, I have a representative added a representative who's working with me, mm-hmm. and they have. I believe it's two children with type one diabetes oh, got it. and just spending time with them. I've, I've learned to see the, the road and, and, and the challenges. Um, so with that said, um, I know it's going to be a difficult road, but um, you know, with support and love, you know, we'll, all get it, but it is we, you know, yeah. we, that's our family and, and, you know, it's, it's never easy for any of us, but I, I don't, I, I say that because I don't want it to make it seem like, you know what I mean? Right. I don't know how to articulate that, but I don't want it to, to take away from what they have to go through because um, it's going to be a difficult road. But we love you guys and want to make sure you have um, our support and, and everyone who's listening. We're all supporting you. Uh-huh. Um, well said. Okay. So I guess what's today? Today is July 31. It's crazy how we're well past over half the year. Um I just this year is just flying. Um, your birthday's coming up. Uh, Taj's Terrell's birthday's coming up. West Side. <laughs> um, but anyway, Taj, let's let's go briefly into the, any interesting things you did in the last week. Um, I don't remember anything, honestly. No, I, I don't think there was anything. There any could movie? have been any anything. Um, yeah, we saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What'd you think? I liked it a lot. That's yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Um, you know what's amazing? Huh. Lee Leo and Brad Pitt. Yeah. Those guys can act. Yeah, they're not too shabby, huh? No. Now, and we knew. I knew that. I knew that, but I really liked them, especially in this movie. Really? Okay. Yeah, because Leo's great. Yeah, Leo's great, and Brad Pitt's great too. But I just, I, I think they, they, it was a good character for both of them. I just think they 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 embraced it, and obviously when you have Tarantino directing, that that's never something to to you know that's not a a negative thing. Yeah, I'm, I know he brought out the best in them, um, but I just wanted to say that I, just for the acting, because I was actually considering seeing it a second time, primarily just to watch it from an actor's perspective. I, I'm going to do that, but I'm not doing it from an actor's perspective. You do from a director's, or? yeah, directors, and just now knowing what it is and seeing you know, the shots and scene, but I also really appreciated the acting as well. So yeah. I will be looking at it from that perspective. As well. It was, it was just fun. And, and I'm, I, I realize I'm becoming a real big fan of time pieces, mm. whether it's 70s, 60s, 80s. Cause actually I just started stranger things a couple of days ago. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're behind. I know. Yeah. I know. I was just tired of hearing all the commotion. Mm-hmm. So I started it and I'm only, <laughs> we watch it at night, Francis and I. So the, the problem is I, I fall, fall asleep. asleep. Yeah. So does she continue while you fall asleep? She gets frustrated. Yeah. Says, I would Come too. On. I'd throw water at you. I'd be that. <laughs> ang- yeah. No, she's respectful. She gets upset, but she respects it. Yeah. You know. So uh, it takes us about two days to watch one oh forty-five minute no. episode because it's about twenty-five minutes, and then I'm starting. And again, it's not in response to the content. It's not the content's fault. It's just I just I guess I'm just running myself, and then I just when I hit that bed, I'm 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 out. 
But anyway, so that's been fun. But again, Once Upon a Time takes place in, I believe, in the late 60s. It's, it's a fun story. I know there's some fictional stuff, some factual stuff. I know Bruce Lee's daughter apparently isn't happy with the portrayal of her father, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously an understandable gripe. Yeah. Um, but, I would, yeah. You I know, would. <laughs> and it's so interesting because you don't really get that kind of. I did. You don't get her position as much. I think we get it because we yeah. know how that is to be <laughs> when you're portraying a family member yeah. in one way because the world will just embrace that, that person. Now that's the new narrative of what... That's what Bruce Lee apparently was like. Yeah. And for me, being who I am, I could see there's a good chance that wasn't like him. Yeah. So I'm not going to just jump to conclusions assuming that's who Bruce really was. Yeah. Um, but the 99% of the population who isn't in my situation... They probably assume that is how Bruce Lee was. Oh, yeah, that's exactly how he was. (laughs) So I understand that gripe, but that's something that's going on. Anyway, on on another term, I'll talk about my week real quick before we get in our topic. Um, Boys and Girls Club. Mm -hmm. I went to our our latest uh, Music Heals class, which is in process. Um, The next session is actually tomorrow. But it's, I have to say, it's so rewarding to see um, what we've done as a foundation and what our supporters have helped contributed um, to the foundation and what we're able to do for these youngsters um, who are dealing with all types of things. Um, you know, li- loss is part of really everyone's life, but in, in, in these areas where we go, um, loss is even more prevalent generally. And um, to see, to give them that escapism and, and give them some tools to not only be able to write out any issues or write out things, but also to give them, let them know that they're not alone and that they can persevere and giving them some optimism and confidence to get through their situation. Mm-hmm. It's such a rewarding thing for, for us. Um, so that has been amazing. And um, I'm excited to try. I'm going to try to attend tomorrow. I have something that I'm going to try to switch up. But um, but it, that's been really cool. That's awesome. That. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Taj, on the way here, um, we were discussing topics because we knew Terrell wasn't going to be here, and you brought up uh, an interesting email that you came across, or article, article. Yeah, that you came across. Yeah. And do you want to just lead into it? Yeah, sure. Um, it's the, Well, the article is called Empathy in Denmark. They're t- learning it in school. Okay. And this was on the April twenty sixth, so um, of this year. Of this year, mm-hmm. but I really, really like this one. So, and and why do you like it? Why do I like this? Well, um, obviously, I agree with it. But let me tell you what. I'll give you a little of what this article says. Okay. Um, it says it says that Denmark. I'm just going to paraphrase. Something. Yeah. Denmark is among the top three happiest countries on a global level absolutely okay they've taught um basically um empathy has been a mandatory thing that they've taught since 1993 in schools and they say that it contributes to the happiness of their country yeah so um and that and the happy thing in terms of the happiest countries in the in the global has been that way for the last seven years um Wait, wait, the, the happiest has been, I think it's been longer. No, but I'm just saying that okay. they probably, you know. Okay. Because um, I think it has to translate. You know what I mean? These kids grew up as an adult, as adults, and then that kind of trickles down. 
Yep. In a way. They said um, empathy helps build relationships, prevents bullying, mm-hmm. and succeed, um, prevent, uh, prevent bullying and succeed at work. It promotes the growth of leaders, entrepreneurs, and management. Empathetic teenagers tend to be more successful because they are more oriented towards the goals compared to more narcissistic peers. Mm. So, um, and this thing has basically, I guess they do an hour a week. Yeah, which isn't that much. No, but they they say that when they do that hour, they take it as, extreme, serious. as serious as English or math or whatever, and they talk about their problems, and, and they kind of try and problem solve them, and no topic is off limit. So I think that um, one of the things that attracted me to this was just, you know, I'm a big fan of empathy in general, and I think that that's one of the things that's lacking here in um, in our you know, in our country is, is empathy. Um, and it's because we've gone more towards what can I do or what can I get as opposed to feelings, what other people's pain is and and not everyone, but, um, it's just a general cloud of that. It it appears to be, it's a general shift. It used to be a, like used to be like it, there used to be the saying, um, it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. That's not the case anymore. You know? And it, it's so tough because I was going to say my reason why I think that's not the case, but there's multiple reasons, there's multiple reasons. you know? And, and I think, uh, I don't know. Let me ask you this, Todd. Do you think at least our society, when I say our society, I'm going to talk about American um, society. Do you think that's something we can rebound from? Obviously we can, but do you think that's something we will rebound from? Without getting too political, I think that the person in charge, mm-hmm. It all resonates. It co- comes down from that. If that's the person in charge, as well as the way the because the media has a hand in this as well. Yes, they're very divisive people. That, you but know, they've always been. They've always been. But I think their role has also increased as we've become more reliant on quick news that isn't necessarily always credible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's situations and it's something that's going close to home for us. Where it's like, whoa, whoa, that's you're not that's you're not reporting the right things. You're not reporting both sides. You're not being balanced. And what that's doing is it's just stroking people to be very emotional one way or the other. You know, so I wish that I gotta say that. Yeah, but the, the media, but the media would counter but that one, would counter that and say well, yeah, I'm not, not trying a, to make an excuse no. for what you're saying, but I, I gotta add that as well. The media would say it's not our po- position to do that. It's our position to re- I know what they're I'm just saying that they're that's but they do. But I'm just saying. As I get older, I'm getting more and more frustrated. Like always, five to ten years behind me. It's not, Todd. It's not. It's just more disappointing. It's It's more disappointing. So it's like I, I get it. Why my uncle never watched TV? I get it. Why people just don't watch it? Because it's, it's. You're just being in. For the most part, a lot of what's being fed is just. It's just what Dr. Holbeck, I told you, as, see, I, I as soon I as that him. guy touched my life in terms of in 12th grade, I that was I it. Had him. Or le- it was actually 11th grade. He retired right when I was going into his class. 11th. That my never trusted the media from that day on. Yeah. And, and, and rightfully so. And yeah. then it was just like, wake, my eyes were open from so then beautiful. on. Yeah. And it's but, so great that he was the one who taught you. But well, he anyway, was, he was a rebel. Let's go back to the Danish. <laughs> let's go back to the Danish schools because yeah. the one thing which, which really, caught my eye which is something i've actually known and i'm reading through this article i also saw in this article is that um the country is dark early in yeah, the year yeah 
Um, you know, it's very gray. It rains a lot, which and, is which like, is supposed to psychologically su- supposed to make you more depressed, mm-hmm. more angry, more bitter. Um, and when I say supposed to, that's at least the prevalent thought here that's my thought. as a Westerner. Yeah. And that's that's a normal I'm, thought for I'll, us. I'll confess. You know, I remember yeah. wanting to move to Seattle when I was real young. I've always wanted to live in Seattle. And um, people would always say, why? It's so depressing there. You get rain. And no, no Have sun. you heard of the suicide rates? And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But to, to know that you know Denmark is actually a country that mm-hmm. has that kind of atmosphere and they're still prevailing as one of the happiest makes you really realize what they're accomplishing if the exactly. the darkness side of it is true well i th- i think for me the dark and the rain and all that is it it's you being isolated and right. not you know cuz the rain will prevent you from doing certain things and and activities and this and that and going out and maybe that's the difference between a seattle and a denmark where denmark they probably you know when it gets dark early, they still go out and and do family stuff and whatever. It's just they don't let that, you know. Well, Taj, um, there's many types of books I read through the year. Okay. I usually read one like on music business. Mm-hmm. I usually read one on parenting. I usually read a couple self-improvement. Um, and then the one that I started reading is on happiness, oh, yeah. which has been so cool. And, and um, the happiness curve, haven't finished, but I've started. And there's one that I'm blanking on, but um, by Mo. Uh, anyway, I think it's called The Pursuit of Happiness. I don't know. That's a movie. What am I thinking? Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> it's a fantastic book. And I got to remember that one because it's an author, an Indian author, whose son was killed in a um, car accident. And he oh, went wow. through, uh, uh, I believe it was a car accident. Uh, or he died unexpectedly. Okay. And he had to literally change his mentality to to survive in life and now he's blossoming as a father even with this tragedy mm-hmm. he's learned how to stay happy i'll figure out that book once you todd you give me a minute to to check into it but okay. anyway the reason why i'm saying this is because this year i'm reading a book called the little book heige and it's danish secrets to happy living and heige is a term i think it's a danish term but it's a term that's that's pretty pre- prevalent in all the scandinavian countries mm-hmm. and basically and, and according to the article as well, it says Heige could be defined as intentionally created intimacy. Mm. And from what I've learned in the book thus far, you know, Heige is being with your you know, your loved ones, whether it's friends or family. Heige's being, you know, wrapped up in blankets with candles and just talking. Heige's eating s- some snacks. Heige is playing board games. The simple things, you know, and, mm-hmm. and how that really is important and it's part of their life and how... I mean, Taj, you can you can add to this, but I feel like us Americans, for the most part, do not partake in that. No, and I think that has contributed to our stance and where we are mentally in terms of our respect for another and our empathy for another. And I got to tip my hat off to Denmark and the other countries that really take pride in doing this because it it makes a difference. Thus, one of the happiest countries in, yeah. in 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 the world. Um. Anyway, what 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 shocked me? Mm-hmm. It's one hour a week. Yeah. Why can't we implement something like that here uh, in the states? One hour. One hour. There's a lot of reasons why, but I I just I don't think I don't think it gels with what our goals are and what we're taught in that way. We're not taught to be empathetic 
We're taught to be selfish. We're taught when you say we're taught, obviously our parents aren't teaching it. So what what do you mean by that? Most of what pe- kids are learning now is coming through social media. Okay. And it's coming th- or through movies or through it's coming from outside stimuli. Okay. So school is one part. A big um, part. Families and other parents and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But social media and peers. And peers are the and and what we're taught is basically, you know, not it's not even about contributing. It's it's about what can I get out of it mm. in that way. And so, you know, used to be like you feel, you know, there's charities and stuff like that. People people were. I I bet you people are less charitable t- today than they than the, in the past in the past than they've ever been. And it's because it's the race to see how much. Like first of all, we judge wealth as the factor of success. Mm. You know, so it's if I'm. So and so, I have seven billion dollars. Why am I giving a billion away so I could be the now the second wealthiest? You know, whatever the wealthiest is, yeah. I'm holding on to my money. And I'm trying to make more, so I'm not giving away anything because that way now I might instead of being number five wealthiest, I might be number ten. Mm-hmm. You know, so it doesn't encourage giving, which is which is the funniest thing in, in that way. You know, it's all about making money, and it's all 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 about that climb. And that's one thing about Forbes that I'm not really happy with is that it's like the, you know, it's always the the richest entertainers. It's like, why don't you show the ones that are most charitable? I know, Todd. Very true. You know? So you're saying you feel our society is too geared and too focused on um, kind of material type of non-really. That's the stature of success. And, and the stature of success should be happiness. Yeah, I love you know, it. You know what I mean? I think the thing is, is that you, we, it's too many numbers. It's like, oh, well, this movie made X amount, so it's the best movie. No, it's not the best movie. It's just it made that the most money. Right. You know? Or, I, th- I think you're right on, man. I, I'm always right on. But, um, but By the way, um, the book. Yeah. Oh, you the, found it. I did find it. Okay. Um, Solve for Happy. Engineer Your Path to... You're reading it right off the screen. Come I'm on. actually not talking. Oh, you are Well, I am, but I'm not. Okay. Engineer your path to joy. Okay. Solve for happy. It's it's excellent. And I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't read it in terms of with my eyes. Oh, yeah. It's an auto, audible book. Oh, I love that. Um, So every I read some, I listen to some. I yeah. read some, I listen to some. Wonderful. So I guess I, I'm. it's still a book, and you could buy the book, but you, there's an, also an audible version. But it's called Solve for Happy, and it just talks about how it's just very powerful, and it's a personal story mm-hmm. on how he's dealt with such tragedy and tragic moments in his life. The unthinkable has happened to him. You see how he kind of reverses that. It's very impactful. So I, um, I did want to say something. Cause yes. I, so by the way, real quick, Solve for Happy by Mo Goddard. Okay. okay. Yeah. Right, no, that's good that you mentioned that. Yeah. Um, I always forget what I did in the week. Mm-hmm. I did do something very meaningful that I do want to share real yeah, quick. Yeah, please. Um, I was showing my mother-in-law where we used to live. And so I actually went... So she's in town? Yeah. Oh, cool. She, um, Paloma? Yeah. We went um, to Delgado. Mm-hmm. And so... Because I didn't know what to expect going going to old house. And Delgado for you guys... You are, didn't go in the house. No, but the the gate was open. So you can actually see more than normal. More normal. Okay. Um, it You know, in Delgado was a bittersweet thing. Delgado is actually where not my mom didn't pass at Delgado, mm-hmm. but she, you know, that's, that's where, where we, we lived, lived at that point. Yeah. But, um, we went there cause it, she was just curious and I'm like, Oh, you know, she wanted to see 
where we had lived and i was and pettit was off so i'm like i can't show you pettit but i can show you delgado yeah and so i showed her and you know it was it was interesting because it looked completely different yeah and and I wonder if people think like when they see old houses or whatever, where they used to live, it's like, is it still sentimental to you? Cause it was kind of bittersweet to me. Like, you know, it didn't feel like part, like I had lived there, which is weird. You know, I was, why Taj? I don't know. I don't know if it's disconnect with mom in terms of like, I just, it's too many, tra too much like tragedy there. Mm -hmm. You know, I've talked about it plenty of times. I've shared stories about Delgado. I know inside and outside what it looks like, mm -hmm. but or could it have been that it just looked so different? Like they had a lot of pots and and pottery stuff there, and it just mm, it didn't look it, it, it didn't, didn't look like somewhere where we would have lived. Like, and that 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 angered you a bit, not anger, but that's strong. But it like it did a little. <laughs> it, it bothered you. me. Yeah, bothered it bo you. It almost was like I, you know, another yeah, because we also lost that house, so that yeah. also bothered me too. And the the um, the jacuzzi wasn't there. It wasn't. No, it so was what did they do with I it? I don't know, but the jacuzzi, and that bothered me too. <laughs> yeah, we've talked in prior episodes yeah. about the sentimental stuff and, and how it was uh, one of our checks yeah. where we wanted a jacuzzi and our mom um, said, if you want it, you guys are going to earn it. You know, and we had to purchase it with, with Free Willy. With Free Willy, our yeah, check from Free Willy. So yeah. when you say, um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, we're going to take a quick phone call. Okay. Uh, who do we have on the line with us on The Power of Love? Uh, yes, hi, this is Michael from My New York City. How you hey, doing, Michael? Michael? Good to hear from you, How man. We're doing? doing excellent. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, I have to say. Great. What you got for uh, us, Michael? Well, uh, first of all, um, you know, I heard about Bryce this afternoon when I met the wife for lunch, and I just wanted to say that our prayers are with uh, your family. Oh, thank you. Him. Thank you. Thank you very much. And also, um, I'm, I'm getting off a little bit of the subject of empathy. You know, mm -hmm. When you first started talking about support. Yes, it's okay. Um, well, what happened was, you know, uh, because of my wife's uh, father's passing, she got into a deep depression. Mm. And she was taking anti-anxiety and anti-depressant pills. Yes. And so um, we wanted to give a shout-out to Turo from France. Oh, April. nice. Wonderful. Uh, who yeah, was the, the, the second name? I, I just yeah. want to make sure it's her. So Toria, I know in France. And who was the second? April. April. Oh, April. Cool. Yes. Yeah, because, um, you know, the, both of them helped her a lot because she was at the point where it got so bad that she didn't really want to live anymore. Oh, but wow. Because, you know, talking to them, you know, helped her a lot with that. So she is weaning off the medication, and now she's starting to talk more about oh. her feelings and yes. all that. Yes. But um, the thing is, because of you, we wouldn't know April and Turo. So we wanted to thank you, oh. because you've been an angel to you know my wife with all of her problems and all that. Well. First of all, Michael, thank you for calling in and thank you for sharing all this. Um, and praise to Toria and April for stepping up and, and reaching out. Because I have a strong assumption, Michael, that you guys have never met prior to... Never met, right? April, you've never met April or Toria in person? Um, no, not in person. We never met. Yeah, and, and it's just beautiful. It's kind of like what we were saying in the beginning. Support can come from anywhere. 
and it can be impactful from anywhere. And I think that's a kind of a preconceived notion in our minds that, well, if I don't know the person, then I can't really be of service. And I think that's very important to break that that ideal mm-hmm. because just because you don't know someone doesn't mean you can be there and make an impact. And I think that's a very, very important concept that we have to grasp more as a society. So this is a perfect example. And and Michael, again, um, thank you for sharing the story. And, um, you know, and, and when we did DDJF, um, it, our whole purpose is, you know, when we were raised as kids, we would see our family perform on stage. We see them do amazing things musically. But what a lot of people didn't see was our family, and what we did get to see was was our family giving back, whether it was at hospitals, whether it was showing up places. Um, in some way, the power they had to put a smile on someone's face who needed it was more, um, at least for me, and I, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I could strongly assume my brothers feel the same, was more impactful than people dancing to their music. More rewarding. Re- more rewarding for me to see that my father, my uncle, or uncles, or aunts can actually impact someone's life like this. This is what I want to do. You know, and obviously the music is right. great. Playing chords is great. Singing a song and having fans sing it. But the impact that people and celebrity can have um, is very powerful. So for us, this was a big reason why we wanted to do DDJF. And it was always something we wanted to do. But thank goodness for the show and Taj's, you know, push to do it at that moment. We actually did it. And we have no intention of slowing it down or stopping wow. because it this is the most rewarding thing for me. And I know my brothers feel the same way. So just to hear that story and to hear that we could be somewhat, even if it's a 1% part of help, is, is cool. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Right. My pleasure. Yeah. I think what the problem in this world is that people don't think that they should help others because they don't know them. Yeah. yeah. Which I think it would be a better place, you know, if everyone helped and put their egos and pride aside mm-hmm. to help other people. Michael, I'm going to ask you do you think that's on the fault? Do you think it's the person who doesn't think they could be of support to someone? Is is it because they don't, do you think it's because, well, since I'm a stranger, I obviously can't impact them? Or is it more like, I just don't have any interest to help anyone else? If they're not my family or friends, I don't really care to help. There's not my problem. Which one do you um, think it more is? You know, I, I think it's a little of both, but more the second one mm-hmm. where people's like, you know, if I don't know the person or I don't have any relation to them, then why should I help? Yeah, I got my own problems, kind of vibe. Yeah, which is the, right. Yeah, like, which is I the got whole, my own yeah. problems. Why should I deal with other people's problems and all that? So I think you know people need to open up their minds more. And the way I see it, that if you help somebody, they might just return the favor, whether they yeah. know you or not. And I gotta add something to that, Michael. I I personally, from experience, from helping people, I actually get. It's very rewarding for me. Mm-hmm. So in a way, I could say, you know, I don't think people realize that helping someone and putting a smile on someone's face is actually incredibly rewarding. And it makes you feel better within yourself. So I think we just have to also change that narrative to think, well, if I help them, I'm not going to get anything out of it. I disagree with that. I think you're going to get a lot of out of it. And, and they might not. They might not. Uh, it might not be directly to you. They might help someone else and pay yeah. it forward. Yeah. And that's a, 
equally rewarding knowing that they you help them and then they help someone else which then it's kind of like everyone is getting better from that so then in indirectly you've helped that other person as well yeah and yeah. i think that's right. rewarding so um that's how yeah, i always look at it also i'm oh, sorry to interrupt oh, no, i no. think like the way i see it i think people want to help as long as they get something back yeah, yeah. like they don't want to help you know just to be helpful and all that yeah. they expect like some kind of payment yeah i, I just wish which pe- i don't think is right right and yeah. I, I just wish people would realize that payment actually can come from within and you don't have to look in the outside for it sometimes that payment is within and it bubbles inside so but michael thank you so much for your call and and do me a favor give your wife a big hug tell her we are thinking of her and we love her and and we are excited to see what she blossoms into yes um okay well as a matter of fact she just came home from work will she i think she wants to say something oh cool i'd love to speak to her all right, great. Here she is. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Good. Okay, good. Yeah. It's, yeah, it, but... it's, it's TJ and Taj today. Yeah, so. you just have oh, us hi. too. But I, I um, for real quick, you have an amazing husband oh. who who cares about you and loves loves you, and and that's an amazing gift that you have. Just want to yeah, make sure he's helped me a lot. Yeah, yeah. But I just want to say Go ahead. thank you to the foundation because. Like the foundation, um, I wouldn't have friends like Tori and April to help me get through my grief. Well, it means a lot to me. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, and they hear you, and and I'm sure they're appreciative. And we're talking about empathy today, and I think that's you know something that's very important. And um, Mm -hmm. you know, we we care about. I know with the way we were raised, me and my brother, we care about everyone. We really do. And, and um, we want you to know that you're very much loved, too, mm-hmm. in that way. And we're, we're really happy that our community, the DGJF community, is helping mm-hmm. people. It's showing. And, you know, and other people are helping other people. And, and we think that's so beautiful. Yeah, It is. Because, like, I don't even know Terry. I've yeah. met April once. Yeah. But mm. for a stranger to help me and... I don't know if my husband did tell you that I was on depression pills yeah. because yeah. of my dad. So yeah. I've actually come off those. Good. Congratulations. Good. And it's a hard so. time. It's a hard, that's a hard time to, to, to be in that. And, and it's, you, you, it's good to have that help, you know, in general. And, mm-hmm. it, and you don't know, we said this in another episode, you don't know where it's going to come from. Sometimes it comes from family. Sometimes it comes from complete strangers. You know, my, yeah. my, when my mom passed, my best friend, you know, my best friends, they didn't know how mm-hmm. to deal with it. And so Heather, who was at that point, someone that I didn't even talk to, yeah. you know, in school, <laughs> she, you know, yeah. we became best friends because she had gone through that and, yeah. and identified and she was there and now we're best friends, you know, in terms yeah. of she's one of my best friends, but it just cu- can come from anywhere, you know? Yeah. My, my brother's actually closed up, so it's hard for them to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. And my mom just cries all the time. So. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes the closer it is, the the harder it is. And, you and, know. and I think it's important because I think sometimes when we have loved ones who we feel should be responding one way mm-hmm. and they're not, mm-hmm. it could be a letdown yeah. and disappointment and further bring you down. And yeah. you can, you know, and I think it's important. I'm happy you shared that, Taj, because Pops was another one. Pops, Pops was, was a mess. complete mess. Yeah. And, and he was not responsive you know? at all in terms of because you know there was also that you know 
they were had been divorced and so mm -hmm. he was thinking well if yeah. we were together this wouldn't have happened and so there's a lot that went along so we knew that pops wasn't someone that we could turn to but it was mm -hmm. something you know because he was going through his own journey and his own yeah. depression in that way yeah. and and i just think it's important to say that to people that are going through things because that's when you're most vulnerable yeah. and to not necessarily pin so much on a certain person to be that help, be willing to take it from anywhere. Yeah. And the last yeah, thing I true. think, I think the last thing that's important to say is to make sure anyone knows who is going through anything that you're not alone. Yeah. I think it's, it's, I think isolation is, as we said earlier, Todd, isolation is a big concern because mm -hmm. when you think you're mm -hmm. alone and, and it's just you, again, you're vulnerable and you could put yourself in a darker place, but always yeah, know. True. Like I do still cry. Yeah. Like certain little things will set me off, but I'm not as bad as I was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, just find those activities that help you and, and. Uh, like I told Michael to tell you is that you, you, you're a gift to this world and you just have to continue to blossom. And we don't know, you know, how or when or where or how it's going to really impact you, but you're going to give something that's going to make you feel like, oh, this is amazing, you know, and so stay strong. And so. it's true. It will happen. Mm -hmm. So just stay strong and believe that and, and f just keep expanding yourself. Yeah, it's it's one of the reasons we did DDJF because we wanted to take our mom's passing and make it something positive mm. in a way mm -hmm. you know because i felt like and we all felt like it was like you know we had so much great teachings from her but there's still that hole in, in terms of this dark hole of her passing mm -hmm. but if we can turn that hole into a positive where we're helping others through her name yeah then you know we're in control of, i mean of that in memory. addition uh, that's how mom was she helped oh, yeah. i mean she, she helped everyone. everyone you know yeah. from our school to our extracurricular and that's to just because she of, didn't yeah friends and kids i'm telling you know i'll tell you right now honestly it's like once a week where someone comes up that <laughs> talks about how my mom made yeah. this huge impact in their life and this is my mom. This isn't someone who ever held a microphone. Yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. And and how she made a huge impact. And it's like, oh no, you're not understanding. Your mom was like my world. Yeah. I hear that all the time. Yeah. So it's really cool to to carry on the 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 her name in this way because this is who she was. She'd yeah. help anyone. Yeah. You know. So. But yeah, well, DDJF kept me from being in a really dark place. Well, so I have a lot of thanks for you guys. Well, we have sending, a lot of love for you. Yes, so. sending all the love to you and Michael, and and you know just wishing you the best, and just stay strong, and you know y your time's gonna come where you're gonna do something unbelievably amazing. So just stay strong. You just gotta get through, I will. you know, but you'll get there. All right. All right. Much love to you, and take care of yourself. Thank you. you Alrighty. Bye bye. Thank bye. you for calling. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Wow. So sweet. Yeah. <sighs> And thank you again, Michael, for calling in. You've always been a great support, and 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 thank you. Mm -hmm. it, it means a lot to 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 all of us. Um, and Toria and April, hats off to you. And um, I know, I you know, I wish they were listening live because I'd love to hear their response to that. <laughs> but my genuine feeling and what I know is that's rewarding within itself to know you play that kind of role. It's kind of like. For lack of a better term, it's like being able to be a superhero in a way, you uh -huh. know, like who wouldn't want to help someone that's got to, you don't think Superman's happy that he could help people? You know, so, so, so help people. That's what it's all about. And we all are going to need it. Yeah. Well, our whole community has been like that. And, and that's the greatest part of it. Just reading yeah. the stories, you know, whether it's people going through stuff or, you know, it's just, it's really been that. And that's what we 
not envisioned we hoped for yeah we hoped it would have been like that and it's it is like that well we only have a couple more minutes Taj, but i think the concept of this is can branch into this last point i think it's important to say i think what the danish mm-hmm. denmark and, and other countries do i'm just singling out danish because the article is regarding um the denmark decision to do an hour of empathy starting i believe from six to 16 years old Mm -hmm. which is excellent one hour a week which doesn't seem like a lot but it's obviously doing something but i think one thing that they do as we talked about earlier that we don't do so well is they really respect the importance of teamwork Mm -hmm. um 60 percent of the tasks at school are carried out in teams yeah 60 percent so more more of the stuff than not that they do in their school is team related, is group related. The focus is not to excel over others, but to have a responsibility in helping those who are not equally gifted. Yeah. That well, that's just what, what the one thing I loved about baseball. Well, not one thing, but in terms of you, you with baseball, you're you're only as strong as your weakest link, and so you could sit there the whole season and be like, "I'm the best player." But it, if your right fielder is not going to catch that ball, then you're going to lose the game. You're going to lose many games. So what you te- what you learn is you encourage that person. You make them feel like they can do it, you know, or hit that ball or whatever, and they end up doing it, yeah. you know, because they're they're their worst enemies sometimes, and they're like, oh, I'm not that good, and you're like, no, you are you are that good, and so I think that's one of the things I've learned in baseball is to bring up others because it makes everyone better Mm. on the team in that way. And I know that that's kind of what coaches do, you know, but that's always how I looked at it in team was always making someone think, you know, because we had some, (laughs) some really, um, not uh, scragglers or whatever. We did some really scrubs, scrubs (laughs) at Buckley. Buckley. Yeah. We'll say it this way. People, Buckley was a very academically driven school. (laughs) It wasn't, the sports wasn't the priority. At that point, at that, where we, especially at that point. Yeah. They had, you know, they had, they had their glory years beforehand and then they decided to focus on. (laughs) So we had the history of being really great and then they went into academics only. Yeah. And then, yeah. But anyway, uh, another thing I want to read from this article is in terms of how the Danish relate to each other and Mm -hmm. how they see things. Competition is exclusively with oneself, not with others. Danish schools offer neither prizes nor trophies to their students who excel in school subjects or in sports so as not to create competition. Instead, they practice the culture of motivation to improve measured exclusively in relation to themselves. The Danes give a lot of space to children's free play, which teaches empathy and negotiation skills. Playing in the country has been considered an educational tool since 1871. Yeah. Um, and I'm a competitive person. So, um, and again, I, I, I believe competition is a good thing. I think it's an important skill or mindset to have, but I also think it needs to have some type of balance. And there has to be, and I love that, that they're more, I mean, let me ask you this, Taj. What's your real quick? What's your opinion on that? No prizes, no trophies. If you win a sport or win a competition, what's your what's your opinion? That's on a that? hard thing because yeah. I think that I think there's places for competition and there's places. I think in life, I'm not as competitive as I am in sports, yeah, or video games. Those are where I'm like the most competitive I've ever been. But then when it comes to life, 
I'm happy for the person that's doing really well. So you feel like you found that good balance. Well, yeah, because in, I've seen people at the top that aren't happy. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Where, you know, even before Instagram, where they everyone posts these happy pictures and you know that they're not happy. Yeah. You know, I've seen that already with my own eyes. So I knew that, you know, people want to be happy. Happiness doesn't come from being, you know, having the most money or having, yeah. you know, the most success or what happiness comes from being happy. Typically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I just think it's important. I mean, we got to close. So I guess it's an important thing to close on this is that, you know, or I should say it this way. Mm-hmm. I believe school, maybe school should be the environment where it's not so driven with scores and trophies and maybe leave that competition for the weekend type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. I just think here in the States, we have the balance wrong. Everything is graded on competition and, and rewards and stuff. And, and I think that contributes to our mindset of me, 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 yeah. where other parts of the world. Uh, on the contrary, such as Denmark, is more the other way around. Yeah. I'm sure they have still have competition. They they compete in the Olympics. They yeah, do yeah. that. But at the same time, their focus, the priority is on c- cooperation and, and helping others. Helping others. And I believe um, that is why they are one of the top three happiest countries on a global level. Um, from what I knew, it was number one. And I think happiness is way more, way more important than anything else. Well, so. you said you said it best, helping others. I think that's the opposite of what our country has pr- prototypically done. Yeah. No, I mean that's <laughs> we, we felt capitalism is not helping others. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. If you build something great, you know, the whole idea is to share it with as many people. To make money. To make money for which myself, is, right? Yeah. Which okay. is capital. You're not. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's I, I have charity. to do some research. Maybe I, that's another show. But anyway, we're going to close the show. <laughs> um, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for always supporting. And again, thank you to Toria and April um, for helping out and and being supportive soldiers for DDJF. Um, thank you, Michael, for calling in. Um, much love to you all. And um, that's pretty much it. We'll be back next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Practice empathy. Practice giving to others. Practice being a great help to everyone you know. And everyone you don't know. Exactly. Very important. All right. Much love, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Power of Love. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. Support for our Power of Love radio show comes from a variety of generous donors including supporters from institutions, individuals, and corporations through the D.D. Jackson Foundation. DDJF is a nonprofit 501c3 organization.